Hello, everybody. Welcome to our podcast, College Students Takes on Asian Food in America. I am one of your hosts, Kathleen. Uh, I'm another one of your hosts, Brandon. And I'm another one. I'm Andrew. And today for our first episode, we will just be taking turns sharing each of our personal narratives and our experiences growing up Asian American. Except for our friend Andrew, who... Uh, I immigrated from uh, China to Canada. Yes. Okay. So hope you guys enjoy and we'll just begin the show. Before we get into this episode, a quick shout out to our sponsor, Asia Society. Asia Society promotes the preservation of Asian customs and values within American communities by educating people about the beauty of Asian culture. Check out Asia Society at asiasociety.com. Thank you. Hey guys, this is Andrew and I'm going to talk about my immigration experiences from China to Canada. I was originally born in Nanjing, China, and I lived there for about 12 years until we decided to immigrate to Toronto, Canada. And there were two reasons why my parents decided to do that. The first one was that they didn't really like the education system back in China. Before, it was just memorizing, memorizing, and memorizing every day in school, and our grades only depended on one final exam. So the pressure there was very, very high. And the second reason was that they wanted to open a business in Toronto, Canada, because there were more opportunities there. So we immigrated to Toronto in 2012. After immigrating there, I immediately went to middle school. And the first day of school was very, very different. Everything was so laid back, the environment was friendly, and there was pretty much no pressure. But the downside was, I my English was really bad. I didn't really understand what people said. Couldn't speak English, I couldn't write English. So basically, I was in a completely different environment, and I didn't know how to communicate there. So... And I start, also started to notice some cultural changes or cultural distinctions. The first one was that people in Toronto really didn't like to drink warm beverages. For example, one time my friend came over to my house and we served them uh, water. And the water was lukewarm as a sense of not too hot or not too cold. It was definitely not burning hot. And he... After he went home, he told his parents that we were trying to hurt him by serving him burning hot water. And I was just very surprised. Maybe it's because they don't like to drink beverages that are not cold. Didn't really realize until it was a cultural difference. And I started to, I started to see that many people drink cold milk. And drinking cold beverages in China was considered not good for the stomach or just not good for your body in general. But as I started drinking cold beverages like cold milk every morning, my body's kind of got used to it. And now I think it's a pretty normal thing to do. And I also noticed that going to some malls in for my first time, I noticed that many there are many Chinese restaurants. But after trying their, their food and looking at their menu, I already 
I already noticed that it was just not authentic Chinese food, even though they had the menu all in Chinese, and their whole decor was the traditional Chinese cuisine style. But their food was just something was just off, especially their orange chicken, and just food that I've never seen when I lived twelve years in China, and that's also something that I thought was very different. And the last thing was in school, where, where when we brought lunch in, uh, in high school, there were very few people who brought a thermos to store our food because, um, we like to have our food warm in China. And when we brought rice, vegetables, and meat, other people would just watch and look at us, sort of weirdly, because everyone else would just bring sandwiches. And pasta, spaghettis, while I was bringing rice, vegetables, and meat in a thermos. And that was very, very weird to many people. And that is my experience from immigrating from China to Canada. And now Brandon's going to talk about his experiences. Hello, my name is Brandon Lee, and I am a second-generation Chinese American. Both of my parents and their families moved to California from Vietnam in 1978. Before moving to Vietnam, they both lived in the Guangdong province, where Cantonese is the main language spoken. Because of this, most of my family can speak at least four languages, being Mandarin, Cantonese, English, and Vietnamese. I grew up in South Pasadena, California. A small town on the outskirts of Los Angeles, South Pasadena is part of the 626 area code, which is known to have an incredibly large and diverse Asian population. Here, there are almost as many Asian markets as supermarkets, a boba shop on every block, and countless diverse Asian restaurants. One of the most popular things that has arisen from this area is the 626 Night Market. The largest Asia-inspired night market in the United States. This area really is one of the main reasons that I feel pretty close to my Chinese culture. It is an incredibly unique location that allows people to experience and appreciate a large variety of Asian cultures. Another important thing is I've lived in the same house as my grandparents for most of my life. They lived in Asia for most of their life, so they don't speak much English and practice Chinese culture heavily. My family is incredibly large. I have nine aunts and uncles, so when my grandma passed, there were still a lot of people that kept my family close to our Chinese heritage. Some of us have become more Americanized than others, but we all try to keep up with at least some traditions. For example, eating together as an entire family is incredibly important to us. So we try to do that whenever possible. Also, we celebrate most Chinese holidays by cooking traditional dishes together as a family. I think this puts me in a unique position among Asian Americans because I feel very close to my Chinese culture, even though I only know English and I've never visited Asia. I hope that this will be an interesting position to listen to throughout the podcast. And I hope you enjoy. Next up is Kathleen. Thank you. 
Hi guys, I'm Kathleen. I am a third year. I'm a sociology major and food systems minor. Um, so for me, I feel like I have a pretty basic story, um, just like your typical Korean American growing up in OC story. Um, but yeah, so I grew up in Orange County, California, uh, specifically in a city called Irvine. Um, so Irvine is a predominantly Asian city, I feel like. And just growing up, like that's always what it's been like. And obviously now I kind of see that as a blessing just to be able to have so many like good markets to go to, good restaurants and everything like that. Um, but back then I would have to say I was genuinely embarrassed. Um, like my friends and I, um, quote friends and I back then would just cringe at the fact that, you know, there were so many of us and we literally, um, felt bad almost for like white people just because they were honestly the minority in Irvine but anyways yeah I guess to start um from my elementary school days I grew up really whitewashed my parents didn't even put me through Korean school and I just grew up always surrounded by like white people I never surrounded myself with Korean people um I just always like my childhood best friends were all white and looking back I guess one of the biggest things that I like clearly remember was always like sitting in the backseat of my car while my mom would pick me up after school and I would just genuinely be saying to her and complaining like why can't I have blonde hair and blue eyes like I hate my black hair things like that so yeah, I would just kind of be really ashamed that I was Asian and I would just try my best and do everything that I could to like fit in with all my white friends. And on top of that, like I'm sure all of us, all of my Asian Americans are familiar with like experiencing just embarrassment with their lunches that they would bring to school. Um, to what I learned is now something called like lunchbox racism because this is such a shared like sentiment that we all felt I feel like so yeah I just feel like um, things like that really just showed how ashamed I was of my culture and now I feel like my personality almost did just like a 180 I think it was just coming out of high school and you know having this really tight group of friends who are all Korean American, um, we just, I just sort of realized, like, that I was most comfortable or that I shared this connection with them that I didn't with other people. And it was just, I guess, just maturing and realizing that my culture is super valuable and to just appreciate not just being Korean but the culture and the food and the people the language um I feel like 
I've been able to like grow a lot more and to not be embarrassed about celebrating my culture and just even now to the present day like I just will only eat Asian food <laughs> like my favorite foods are just like Korean Thai Japanese Chinese food and so I just feel like I was able to also come to this like deeper realization that I have a passion for food and specifically Korean food and just wanting to share like my culture with the world which I think is like a growing sentiment too in the Asian community which is super cool to see and yeah I'm just really excited for this podcast and how we're going to be able to kind of discuss on a deeper level certain topics related to Asian food and Asian culture. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoy.